Bear on Bears fans, the season has come to an end. Seven and ten is how it goes. Bears take the L to the Green Bay Packers in a game that I got some issues with. I mean, it, it's Bears Packers. We're on a losing end. Of course, I got some issues with it. But the question is, does Lance Briggs have some issues with it? Y'all already know the answer to that. But we got to get his insight on what he saw in this game. Also, Lance's season grades on uh, some of the sides of the ball and the people that yep. are in charge of those sides. And a very interesting head coach that uh, Lance Briggs has had the pleasure of uh, playing under as a D.C. Got fired today. Could he be a possibility for the Chicago Bears? All that and more on today's episode of the Chicago Bears podcast. Hit that like button, subscribe to the page, leave that five-star review. Y'all know what to do. Lance, it didn't go the way we thought it was going to go yesterday. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I was very confident. I was maybe a little bit too confident in what we saw from the defense and the Bears overall finishing out this season. I had the Bears winning 31-19. Uh, we didn't score a single touchdown. <coughs> what did you see yesterday that... Uh, that you that you thought really led to the Bears' inability not only just to score, but I think a defense that uh, looked a little lackluster yesterday. Yeah, well, you know, um, it the, they the Packers just outplayed them. You know, the Packers just outplayed them, and it's a it's a it's a at this point now it's a it's a it's a mental thing too. You mm-hmm. know, and I, you know, beating the Packers is 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 part of the hump that the Bears have to get. They have to they have to beat this team yeah. to Owen know, ten in the right. last they, they have to beat this team to be to to find real success. You know, and and I'm and I know that we want them to be you know fight for the playoffs next year and all that stuff. But they have to beat the Packers. There's something there's a mental lapse there, you know, and you have to get over that hump. Um, regardless of who the quarterback is, I don't care if this if Jordan Love is the, is the passing of the torch from Aaron Rodgers and from Brett Favre. Yeah. You know, defensively, you come up, you play defense the right way, um, and not the way they did it yesterday, and you'll be fine. Um, uh, you know, there were to me there were there were too many holes, there were too many open dig routes that they were running, uh, whether it be digs or across the field, and, and Bears are the number one rush defense. The number one rush defense. So of course we didn't see that coming. I knew Aaron Rod- Aaron Jones is a dog. I know that. Yeah. But you got to get in your gaps. You got to get them down. You know. And and what what was most disappointing is Aaron Jones ran hard. And when guys came in and tried to try to grab him, he would run through arm tackles and he would fall forward for three yards. And Khalil Khalil Herbert would get grabbed and thrown backwards. I'm like, come on, man! You guys can't be that. Like, you you guys can't. Your weight can't be that far apart. Like, yeah. get you get your nose down and lean forward and fight for yards. You know, we 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 uh, we. It was just dis- it was disappointing play, but not to take away from what I we've seen over the past two months. There's a there's four pounds of difference there, Lance. Two hundred and eight pounds for Aaron Jones. Two hundred and twelve pounds for Khalil Herbert. I mean, it it. I mean, listen. I, I'll say this. There's some guys that just run harder, right? Like, yeah, I, I know, right, like, weights can be even, but at times there's some dudes that are just like, I'm going to hit you in the mouth and we're going to keep going on this ride together. Um, and I don't know. Yeah. I mean, you know, all right, there's a four-pound difference, right? Right, yeah. And I'm sure Khalil Herbert's the shorter of the two. You know? No, yeah, Khalil, Khalil weighs more. Right? Oh, Khalil right? weighs more. Yeah. Khalil, Khalil has the four pounds. 208 has, pounds. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Listen. It's not hard. It's not hard to get lower when you're running. 
You know that force, how force works. You yeah. know what I mean? You, if you run it high, you're gonna, everybody going to be able to, they're going to be able to slam you down. Your high runners get beat up. When you get low and get low in that knee drive, you know what I mean? You can make something happen. You can turn a, 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 a negative game into a positive game. Yeah. And I, I'll, I'll ask you this, Lance, because, and this is, maybe this is me being a Chicago Bears fan, lifelong yeah. meathead, and growing up in the era that you guys played in, um, that the football that I saw was the mindset was we're going to beat the Packers. The mindset that Lovey Smith put out there was this is not another game. This is not playing the Kansas City Chiefs. This is not playing the Baltimore. This is the freaking Green Bay Packers. And yep. when I hear Matt Eberflus say to the media, we're worried about us. This is a game. We know what it means, but we're worried about us. We're not worried about them. I would hope that behind closed doors, your mindset isn't that this is just another game. You're telling your team, hey, we need to go out there and punch them in the mouth. But when I see the play on the field, the play on the field lines up with the comments you made to the media of this is just another game. We have to worry about us. And I think that when I see that, but I look across the field and I see the Packers go, this ain't just another game. Jordan Love has the opportunity to make his first playoff run and beat the Bears to get in. This is a real game. I can see that Matt LaFleur has put that in his team, and they treat every game versus the Bears like they're the ones down in the rivalry. Do you feel like you need to see a little bit more of the – I don't want it to say rah-rah. You don't need rah-rah, but like it should be something in the team that we're not seeing. They're grown men. First of all, they're grown men. Yes, 100%. You know I mean? And they understand, you know what I mean? Number one, you, you shouldn't have to motivate a grown man, you know, to understand what he's got to do in the and, and the magnitude of the game. Um, you know, just the, the fact that you're out there and able to compete, you know, and do what you love is it should be motivation enough. Um, I, But, yeah, we didn't see that. We, we didn't see that from our Bears. We didn't yeah. see it from them, you know. Um, I think that – and, and – uh, Flus is he's it's one of the areas it's one of his weakest his his weakest attributes you yeah. know as a head coach he he's not the best interviewer and um and I understand what he was trying to say yeah you know is that it's not about what they do it's about what we do right and and I you know that's that's really one of my principles and what I when I coach it was taught to me and and I learned that through, you know, through playing football, you know, and playing defense. Um, I understand that that philosophy and yeah. what that means. It was worded really bad. And I can hear the I can hear how that can be misconstrued. Yeah. But it, it, it but the reality is it, what it's meant to say is that it's not about what the Packers do. It's about what the Bears do that matters. Yeah. You know, and so when you say. It's, you know, when you go out there and you watch the film, you're like, well, shoot, I didn't see it. You know what I mean? If it's about what, if it's about us, then I didn't see it. <laughs> That's, you know, so it leaves a little bad taste in your mouth. I do understand the philosophy because I, I I use the same dog on philosophy. I, I could deal. I, I think here's the thing, right? I don't really like if you Bill Belichick's the worst person at the podium I've ever seen. Right. Like and even when I listen back, because during the course of this year, I've gone back and listened to a lot of Lovey Smith press conferences. And, and I'm reminded like, oh, I used to hate hearing Lovey talk at press conferences because he didn't say nothing. And after a loss, it just infuriated you more. I can deal with all of that. 
if the t- <laughs> but the thing was lovey would say certain things but y'all would play a certain way correct when the play to me is as lackluster as the comments from the head coach to me now i'm starting to question okay is this what you're telling your players to do is this how you're coaching your players up and it's not to say that this team hasn't improved it's not to say they haven't gone out and they've beaten some some good teams over this this stretch of games since justin has come back you beat the lions lions are the best team in the division you should have beat them twice you beat the falcons that's a top 10 defense you scored in the red zone on a defense that it allowed the least amount of red zone touchdowns in the NFL, but it felt like the Bears looked at this game like, oh yeah, we just played the Falcons last week. This is the same type of game as that. When it didn't feel like the Packers came out with that energy. And no matter what to me, maybe it's just me as a Bears fan, that pisses me off because now I'm like, okay, the mindset of your coach feels like it's permeating everything that the players do. I saw three dudes that looked like they were ready to go out there and play Bears-Packers. Tyreek Stevenson, Montez Sweat, and Tevin Jenkins. Those three dudes were like, we're going to war. It's time to go to war. Outside of that, even the quarterback, I'm looking at Justin Fields, I'm like, bro, you down in this game. You're not, I get it, even kill all it, but like, come on, let's, they hitting you late. Like, let's get a little fire. Let's, let's wake your team up. Cause if Justin get fired up, everybody else going to be like, oh, it's time to go. Yeah. Well, you know, um, it, 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 as a, as a whole, it was a little disappointing, you know what yeah. I mean? And, um, and it, it, for for over the for, for over the, the the better part of the last two months, you know, we've 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 started to believe or started to drink the Kool Aid. Yeah. More of drinking the Kool Aid of what the coach is saying. Hey, we're close. We're close. We're close. We're close. You know, this game really leaves a bad taste in your mouth a little bit. You know, to end the season because number one, we were trying trying to play spoiler to keep the Packers from going to the playoffs. You know, um, and not only that, but beat our rivals. You know, and 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 take this streak into next year. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, that didn't happen, um, and and obviously decisions decisions have to be made. Um, but I, you know what? This I think this team, what this team has done this year, and yeah. the way that they've they've really uh, um, uh, finished out, you know, this back half of the year is they've given us hope. You know, there is hope for 2024 that we know that we know we have pieces that we have to fill in, but there is hope, and I don't think that that was there two years ago. No, and and I I I agree with you in that, right? I think whatever decisions Ryan Poles makes, mm-hmm. especially right, the the big one's going to be the quarterback position, the big one with coaching. Whoever comes in here next is not coming in the way that the predecessor did, right? If we have a different head coach, or we have a different quarterback, or we have a different offensive coordinator. There's a couple of pieces already on that offensive line that you feel good about. You need to add some more. The defensive line, there's pieces on there you feel good about. You need to add some more. You're going to have a chance to do that in this upcoming draft. The DBs, you feel great about. Pay Jalen Johnson. I'm on the train. I'm all in. Let's get that done. He's got to be one of the highest paid DBs in the NFL. Let's just get it done, Ryan. We shouldn't be joking around about this. Yeah. Listen, you know, the the, the crazy thing, you know, is everyone, you know, so many people, you know, they can only see what's in front of you. You know, you can only see what's in front of you, you know what I mean? And and patience really is virtue, you know. And so when I say that is we have the number one and number nine pick, I believe. Yes, sir. In the, in the, in the draft, there's an opportunity to trade back to maybe even two times, maybe even three times in the top ten. Yeah. That's, you know what I mean? Like there's an opportunity. And, and when, you, when I say that, like that's. 
that's one, two, maybe three first round picks in the future. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, for everybody, it's like, oh, we need to get, get this quarterback, get this quarterback, get to do that. You can build a team and know that in in two years or in the following year, in 2025, in 2026, we're going to have a first round pick that we can move and and get the, the quarterback if, if, if that's what we need yeah, while man. we're building this team. The thing is, like I said, everybody going to see what's in front of you. You know what I mean? There's still an offseason. There's free agency to build this team. There's the, Obviously, there's the draft. And we're sitting – birds are sitting pretty. Yeah. One of the best positions you can possibly be in to build a championship team. So, you know, it's – I just – you know, sometimes it's just about uh, uh, trusting the process. And, and I love uh, what Paul said about cutting his Twitter off. I, I, out there. <laughs> I saw people are saying, don't need that. I need to be able to focus to do my job. Hey, you know why I love it? Because I'll sit here and I'll play, you know, we all play armchair GM. We're all, okay, this is what we should do. This is how we got the, I go a little more nerdy with it, right? I I sit there and I'm looking at the salary cap trends and I'm going deep into it, right? And then I'm the dude that was like, hey, man, listen, you can't leave Chase Claypool in Pittsburgh. You got to go get him. And he actually did it, and it worked horribly. And I was like, hey, GM in a little bit hard, bro. I ain't going to lie to you. When, Les, when I tell you I said that over on the Windy City Breeze and he traded for him 48 hours later, everybody was like, you're a genius. It's a godsend. How'd you know? Let me tell you, that, that clip is still alive clip, and well. Yeah. Hey, yeah. And getting comments after yesterday, the Miami Dolphins – Threw to him in a game-winning situation, and he did not catch the football. Dropped it, didn't he? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Still dropping opportunities. GMing <laughs> is hard, ladies and gentlemen. Let me tell you that. I know we all can do it from our chairs, but it's a lot harder when you it's actually have to sit in that chair. Yeah, yeah. And that's when, you know, a lot of times when I hear somebody say uh, on fourth down, go for it, go for it, go for it. And I'm like, Yo, I don't think you understand the situation. Like, I, this, is not, this is not Madden. Like yeah. It's not Madden. I know in Madden you can go for it on fourth down, and if you don't get it, you can hit reset button, or or you just lose that game, and then we're gonna play again. You know, let's run it back. Let's run it back. No, yeah. no, no. Jobs are on the line. If you don't play smart, if you don't play smart, understand. You know, what I mean, listen, we have this game won. Let's not throw the no, throw the ball. Let's keep the, the chains moving and keep the clock running. Like you have to play situational football to 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 ensure your best chances of winning games. Let's talk about some of the things that, because I think that that's a great way to segue into some of the scheme, into some of the thoughts that we've seen this season. I want to get your season grades on uh, what we saw from some of the coaches in the building. Oh, he's pulling out the phone. He's ready. Lance Riggs is ready. He's got the notes app open, baby. <laughs> let's let's start off on on the side of the football that uh that we know you love the most here. Uh the defensive side. I think that that's a great place to start because the defense to me was uh a, a unit that it felt elite going into those uh six of those last seven games. When we get the seven is tough. And uh defensive as a whole, just from a scheme that you've been a part of, yeah. some of the some of the uh players on the field in totality, when you look at the defense, what are you giving the grade for the season from beginning to end? So, you know, we, you have to grade in, in totality of, yeah. uh, of the year, you know, and, and and so they were far from perfect, you know, which is fine. You know, that's, you know, that I think that uh, what I do love about them is that they got better as the year went on. Um, uh, if you remember that first game, you know, it was, it was lackluster. <laughs> it was, I don't know who, there was a shadow 
it was a shadow of their of their of their of their former self. I don't know yeah. what it was, but you know, um, they got their act together. Uh, they really improved, and I think one of the the spark plugs for them is you saw a big change in linebacker play. You know, their linebackers to me to me when they started really playing, that's when the defense started to really pick it up. And then you add in uh, Montez Sweat. And you add in that that pass rush and our 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 defensive back back seven really just flourished after that, you know, and leading the NFL in takeaways, you know, I think from week eleven on. Uh, so you know, um, I, I love the way we finished, and I really appreciate you know, I can really appreciate where we're, where they're headed. So with that being said, you know, I thought that a B minus is is more than fair for. Okay for a, uh, a a unit that's on really on the rise. And I can really see that that uh, next year they if anything less than an A would be, um, um, you know, uh, a, a, a lack of a lack of, of reaching their standard. I think that's their standard next year is to be in to be an A. When you when you break it down, because you kind of got to break it down in the in the story of two seasons for the Bears, right? Pre sweat, post sweat. Yep. Mm-hmm. Pre-sweat, I think the defense pretty bad, right? Post-sweat, probably a standard level defense for most of that. So before that came in there, uh, um, w- what was your grade before sweat? If you break it down into two, were you, no, you in the F sweat, range before sweat? No, it's not an F. It's not an F. Um, well, it couldn't be because <laughs> B minus. They, the the they, they didn't take the ball away. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, there were some some 30 bomber games, Kansas City game, you know, um, then they lost to Denver. It's uh, I'd have to say we're looking at probably more of a it's a D plus plus C minus minus. <laughs> you know, it's more of a, it's probably more of a D plus more. Of a you D gave plus. you gave that grade like when you don't want to fail the kid because you just don't want to see him again next year. It's like D plus plus. Oh yeah, get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> so then I, I, I like so then post sweat, you feeling feeling more A range. Cause I mean, listen, last seven games, even with the a defense that looked, like I said, lifeless to me yesterday. Um, I think over four hundred yards of, of total offense gained on them yesterday. They still held them under twenty points. They <laughs> haven't allowed twenty points or more in their last seven games. That and you can you can win football games. Honestly, you 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 hold them to under 20 points, you hold your opponent to under 20 points, you should be able to win the games. When you look at the coach there, and I, I kind of want to separate <laughs> Fluce in as the DC and then, of course, as the head coach overall because bigger responsibility, different things like that. As a DC, when you look at Matt Eberflus, what, what grade are you giving him right now? How confident do you feel about him calling plays? I give him a and B plus. B plus. I give him a B plus, B plus, um, just because there are things um, that I see that I don't know if it's philosophy wise, but uh, from a technique standpoint, that I know that they can improve on. However, this is a year. This is a group that's in their first year yeah. playing in this scheme together. You know, some of them have played in this scheme, but to, this group is the first time they're playing together. So there's so much room for improvement. And so with that being said, I just think that's the reason why a B-plus, in my opinion, is fair. Um, and, I, and I think that next year is, a, is a, uh, it's, it's an A-plus or an A-year yeah. or, or 
or bust, you know. As, as somebody who played in this scheme schematically, what are the things that you would want to see Flus do differently? Because I feel like there were a bunch of times where me and you have been here on a Monday and you've been very much like, like why are we playing so far back? Why are we letting their receivers yeah. have that much space to operate? Yeah, yeah, and you saw some of that still with the, in, the, in, the, in the last game of the season against the Packers where they were really off, especially in the red zone, you know, um, not challenging some of the receivers. Um, that's that's what they believe in, you know, that whatever. Um, but I, you know, I, that's, you know, it's different for me, you know. I just, I, it's I, not I, what Lance believe in, baby. Right, right. You know, I mean, you know, and, and when people talk about being aggressive, you, know, yeah. you don't necessarily have to be aggressive to be, to be a blitzing team, but you know, right. you can be a blip, uh, aggressive by challenging a lot of your receivers, you know. Um, so, you know, with that, that, you know, um, uh, I think that they're way too quiet before the snap of the ball. I think there's there's all kinds of alerts all over the place, and I would like to hear that. I would like to hear a unit that is communicating pr- prior to the snap of the ball that because if you give a call, you get a call, you know exactly what everybody knows, and, and if everybody knows what they're doing, you can play a lot faster. So those are things, you know what I mean? That, that's that's me. That, I'm not I'm not out there. I'm not coaching them. Yeah. You know? and, and without me out there coaching them, they're still the number one run defense, and they're a top ten defense. So they can they have plenty to build on from there. It's so interesting because when you pointed that out, I swear two weeks later, they started doing it more. But when you when you pointed it out, um, it does feel like they're a very quiet uh, um, defense. But you do see Tremaine kind of, you know, step up, alert, alert. You, you see him yeah, doing a lot of hand motions, yeah. but it doesn't seem like everybody on the defense is talking. They're young. They're young, you know. And so it, it's something that uh, it – it's going to, it's something that is going to develop over time. You know, it's going to develop over time. You know I mean? You just, it's rare to have a, like a, a Luke Keekly type of linebacker that comes in right away. That's giving <laughs> all these alerts. That's like, Hey, this is coming. Hey, trips. Hey, yeah. this, you know what I mean? But when you have a guy like that, I'm telling you, it elevates the play of everyone else because it's that, it's that tip and reminder right before the snap of the ball. Like, Oh, you know what I mean? Oh Yeah. Hey, alert the pick route. Alert that pick route, you know. Oh, let me take a step back and a step over so I don't yeah. get You know what I mean? On this In the red zone, he scored a touchdown, you know, and just helps put guys in place a lot faster. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. I, I think that there's a lot of development on the defensive side. I'm, I'm very excited. Uh, when you look at the offensive side, though, th- there was development here. There was development, I think, individually, but it didn't feel like consistently throughout the season, they were developing as well to me as a unit. When you look at the offense, what grade are you giving them uh, to finish out the season as a whole? Okay. Well. (laughs) It's time to play the game. (laughs) So offense, and you know, like, again, it's one of those deals where it's it's in its totality, you know, and, um, and there was another, uh, a season where, especially in the beginning of the year, it's like, and there at times throughout the year, you're like, what is the, what is Getsy calling right now? Why is it all, why are we doing all bubble screens today? You know, and, and another thing, you know, it's, we're not in that room with them during the week preparing, you know, there, there is a reason why there were a lot of bubble screens, you know, whether it be trust, whether it be this defense I, yeah. is really good and, like guys, like I'm, you know, and 
I'm out of ideas. You know, I'm out of ideas, which is would be unfortunate. Uh, um, but with that being said, you know, what I did see is I saw an offense that started to put numbers up on the board, you know, yeah. over, you know, on the back end of this uh, season and um, saw a few games where, where, you know, we were just on fire. Um, so, you know, what it, what that does is it says we're looking at a C for offense mm. with plenty of room for opportunity or to grow a lot of growth there. Um, but what I, what I love the most, and I think what carries this C is, is, um, is we saw progression. We saw progression, and and I know we've beaten up on Getsy and uh, beaten up on Justin, but I do believe with these two together and sitting down and figuring out in this offseason, hey, listen, these are the things that we needed. This is us. This is us. This is what we've put out there. All right? We do it. We self-scout. We watch all our games together, and this is how we're going to get better in 2024. This is what we're going to do in 2024 to take advantage of what we have and go out there and kick some tail. Is there is there a concern with Getsy heading into 2024 after hearing DJ Moore yesterday yet again say we need to call a more explosive offense? We can't play behind the line of scrimmage. Well, I mean, it's it's hard. It's hard to uh, there's no uh, there's no worry with me. But you know the the for for DJ Moore who plays out on the island as a wide receiver. Yeah, he's not. You know, to make a comment like that, it's like you don't you don't understand what's going on in these trenches. Yeah, you know, what I mean, you can't be explosive if you can't protect. That's true. You know, yeah, you had Dan Feeney and uh, right. And, and, we, right. and Cody Whitehair in there, we, right guard we, we, yesterday. Right, we have patchwork in our line. We have patchwork yeah. on our line, and and the Packers have seven first rounders over there. You know what I'm saying? So like you you got you got to like you got to understand what's going on. You know, and yes, I'd love. To, uh, yes, we want to be explosive, but coach, you got that's when you turn to your coach and he's like, "Hey, we need more explosive plays." And your old line coach is like, "Oh, you can call explosive plays all you want, but you're not going to have time to get it. I'm just going to let you know right now." All right, this yeah. is what you're going to need to do. So, with that being said, if if DJ Moore wants explosive plays, and you got to go get the guys that can protect and allow that to happen. Yeah. Okay. You got to get some O linemen. You got to get some receivers. You got. You know, what I mean, there's there's more because you you when you see what happens when DJ Moore goes down, you see what you're left with. You didn't. Then I think uh, Cole Komet was down too. Yeah. You know what I mean? So then you look with what you're left with. You know what I mean? And it's like shoot. There's no, there's no chance of us being explosive, you know. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's interesting when DJ Moore. Like I feel like we were so much more excited about this offense. Now, granted, we thought Chase Claypool coming into the season was going to be a little bit better. We thought Darnell Mooney would get used a little bit more. Um, it, it seems like Tyler Scott has gotten all of the Darnell Mooney reps all of a sudden. I don't know what that is. Like I guess that's his guy, right? Darnell Mooney is Ryan Pace's guy. Uh, uh, Tyler Scott is is a Luke Getzey picked guy, but it, when I look at Getzey, well, let me do this first. What grade would you give Luke Getzey on the job he's done as an OC this season for this offense? D plus. I'd say D plus with a lot of room to grow. D plus plus with a lot of room to grow. Uh, um, I mean, like I, I've seen, like I've I've seen improvement. I just will. I think next year needs to be a a, a B a B for him. 
at yeah. the lowest needs to be a B for him, and I think that he's capable of it. I think that they're all capable of it. They've been around each other long enough now, you know, and, and I think it's uh, the, what's, what would be more detrimental is to bring somebody else in that has to do a new, have to build a new relationship. And, and, and you know, so <laughs> at this point right now, listen, we, we need we got to get to these playoffs next year. Yeah. And the group that that is in that locker room that's in Hollis Hall right now, they are very familiar with each other. They know what they have. They know what they can do. So so next year it has to be a B. It has to be a B for him. It's interesting, too, because, right, like when we look at next year, for me, we're talking about the grades that coaches get and different things like that. You gave Fluce a, uh, a B-plus as a DC. You gave Getsy a D-plus-plus as an OC. That's kind of how the season plays out. But you saw to me two to three, depending on how you're feeling about the Cleveland game was games that it felt like coaching kind of took away from your team. To me, when I look at that Detroit game, when I look at that Denver game, yes, my players need to execute. Yes, I need my players to go out there and make plays. But especially that Detroit game, you took the ball out of the player who was making the most amount of plays hands because you were like, we did enough, boys. Let's pack it in. Let's get up out of here. Play a prevent defense. Montez Sweat, I don't need you on the field right now. Tremaine Edmonds, I don't. I didn't like how you tackled him. I'm, I'm saying that. I don't care. I, I didn't like how you tackled him, so you sitting next to me over these next few. It felt like coaching decisions took a couple of those plays away, and that is what concerns me heading into 2024, where I look at a team that if they get in the playoffs, they probably get smacked around a little bit, mm-hmm. but they should have been in playoff conversation, not in in the hunt conversation. Oh, there's a little bit to unpack there. Uh, well, oh, I'll say this. I'll <laughs> say this as a, you know, um, you made a comment earlier uh, talking about a GM, and you're like, man, I made this decision. GM is hard. Yeah, oh, it's hard. So, you know, and, and as much as these these all these men, they love their jobs, like, Coaching is coaching is not easy. It's not yeah, easy. They're, they're no, human. They're gonna. They're not going to be perfect. And I believe um, that was the that might have been the first week that Montez was out that he played for the Bears uh, that that Detroit game. The Detroit first game, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was the first one. You know, and so you know, um, if if there were gonna if there were gonna be a mistake on on Montez Sweat and his plays and being on that field, it's gonna happen in the first game. Yeah, you know, it's gonna happen in the first game. Look. The uh, the Detroit Lions are in the playoffs right now with Dan Campbell, and he sure as hell didn't make all the right decisions this year. You know what I mean? They just found a way to win. You know what I mean? And they have a better they, – they're more talented right now. Yeah. You know, and so so that's, that's just what it, way it's going to be. Like, like it's – like, um, um, it's – they're never going to be perfect. We're never going to be happy with all their decisions. You know, but what we do need is for them to turn – some of the L's that they had this year into the W's next year. The close games, the games that we knew that we had an opportunity to win, those games need to be W's next year. They have to get in the playoffs. That is the standard. Yeah. It's going to be – I mean, listen, Ryan Poles, and he talked about it. He's like – you know, he said, I look at some of those historic losses, and I'm like, how did we get there? All that has to be evaluated headed into this offseason – I think that the, I mean the the how did we get there falls under to me the head coach's mindset and how the team plays and maybe that J Mac has said this to me all season long. Yeah. He said when you have locker rooms that your head coach is the one who sets the culture, 
generally those are the teams that don't end up in the playoffs. Generally, those are the teams that don't have consistency and wins because your players aren't setting the standard. We talked about how you guys had guys like you, Erlacher, Crutes in the locker room that like you you were fearful if you slacked off or if you didn't do your job well enough because you knew that you guys were going to hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. As a head coach, it does feel like Flus is setting the standard for what level this team plays at. Is that standard high enough for the team that we have? Because because I mean, it's like you said, they're still a very, very young team. Mm-hmm. They're going to take their orders from their head coach right now. Yeah, but you, you, what I do see in this uh, this squad is um, I see a very I see a solid locker room. I see a really solid locker room, and yep. it's so important. Um, I've I've been in I've been in ironclad locker rooms, you know, um, and I've also been in that same locker room that was in disarray. That was yeah. you know it was just the inmates had taken over, and yeah, and. Um, and I've also been in that same locker room where it was it was clicky, you know, it was a very clicky, you know, when I first got there, and and um, and I knew what I knew the 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 type of environment that that was the most successful, you know, and whether we went to the playoffs or we didn't, each one of those years we believed that 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 was going to be our year, you know, and we had opportunities in each one of those years, so um, that's what I see, and when I see these guys, um, regardless of what their their uh, their their record is they're they're so doggone confident about what they're going to do next year they see it they see it they've not only bought in but they believe in that like it's it's beyond belief now they know that they're they're a step away from from uh taking that step that next step and that next step is is winning the nfc north and getting into the playoffs yeah it's going let's let i need it I think Bears fans need it. At a minimum, beat the Packers once. Just be like no, ten, beat them twice. Ten times in a row, bro. Ten yeah, times beat in a them. Row. Beat them twice. Beat them yeah. twice. So, and, and the, the and one of the best things too is you know is 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 uh, defeating some of these streaks so yeah. that we don't have to hear them anymore. Like I oh, got tired God. of oh fourteen in a row, fourteen in a row. So and when they when they they started winning, we don't I don't hear that very much anymore. You yeah, don't hear very much, and I'm so thankful for that. So next year, when their first opportunity, just beat the Packers and start, and, and and beat them twice next year. So yeah. to stop that talk. Like I get it, it irritates me having to talk about that all the time. Oh, ten in a row. Oh, what kills me is right. Like Yurko, uh, who's on with us on Fridays, former Packer. He was a part of a Packers team that, over the span of time, beat the Bears pretty bad in the nineties. He yep. said they, I think he said they beat them 76 to three over the span of two games in one season. And he said, I'm not going to lie to you. This feels worse though, because it actually felt like the Bears were never more talented than us in the 90s. Now it's just, it feels mental. Like they're just it's so a mental, yeah. getting beat by the Packers yep. that they go into the game. I said yesterday on the post-post game show, it feels like when the when the little kid is like, I'm finally going to beat up my bully today. But he goes in not confident and don't throw the punches hard. And then the bully's like, oh, I'm going to kick the crap out of you. That's how the Bears feel to me. Throws a terrible sucker punch. And misses yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah. He just steps to the side like, got him. See, I was different. I was small for a long time, Lance. I was like five foot one freshman. I'm throwing a chair, bro. I'm going straight Ray Mysterio. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm too, too small go. to be getting in big five. 
Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, man, I was little for a long time. I grew my junior year. I was like, oh, this is fun. People don't pick on you no more. This is nice up here. What, what's going on? How y'all doing? <laughs> oh, man. But at, at the end of the day, what would you give Matt Eberflus in total as a grade for this season as the head coach of the Chicago Bears? Ooh, as a head coach. Oh, as a head coach. We're talking offense, defense, special teams. He's running it all. In total, he's running it. Running I didn't it ask all. you special managing, teams grade because a, a lot of fiascos. You know, you hey, lose, listen, you lose a lot two of coaches. A lot of people that he hired have question marks on them. We don't know if Getsy's really good at calling plays. Allen Williams, <laughs> and then, <laughs> but here's the thing: now through it all, they still have improved. They have so you, so when you when you look at it, it's like it's like okay, I can look at Alan Williams, you know, getting fired. The the, uh, the FBI, you know, what I mean, uh, investigating. All right, we lose our running backs coach. You know, what I mean, yeah. it's, you know, we got a lot of stuff going on. I'm and and through it all, I got to take over. I got to take over the defense. You know, what I mean, I'm, I'm don't worry. I'm going to take over the defense. We're going to get yeah. better. You know, we saw a progression. We're at a point now where there is there's real hope, and yeah. so that hope doesn't just come from nowhere. It doesn't come from out of nowhere. You have a head coach that, and let's, and let's, let's add this to it too. These, these interviews, these doggone interviews that, that uh, Matt Eberflus has had to have, especially in the losses. It's, you know, he, to me, he sounds like an offensive guy when he answers, when he answers questions, he doesn't sound like a defensive guy. And I know he's a defensive guy, you know, really? the guys, we, you know, typically defensive guys, we just get right to the point, man. Listen, we stuck today. You know, we stunk today. We weren't, we, you know what I mean? We weren't, we weren't uh, hinging the way we needed to. They, they manipulated our, our underneath coverage too much. We got to get better there here, you know, that kind of stuff. But, and he was, he, he was always ex- explaining the details of everything that was going on. Yeah, you know, as a defensive guy, I didn't really like that too much. But Eberflus uh, 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 is Eberflus, you know, yeah. and, and he has a great locker room. He has guys that are playing for him. And he has, and and he has, um, we have made progression. All right, we have w- more wins than we did the year before, and we can see. We can, obviously we are as holes, but we can see that that if we fill those some of those holes, we have a real chance. So, yeah. with that being said, I'm giving him a C plus. C plus. C plus. Plenty of room to grow. <sighs> it's it's. It's tough to hear. I'm not gonna lie. It's tough to hear. All OC with a D plus plus head coach with a C plus DC no, no, with no, a D plus. Coach. Well, the 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 D D coordinator got a B plus. Right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. DC with a B plus. But it's just it's tough to hear those and just be like, have the optimism that you have for me. Because to me, I look at my OC, and I think that's one of the biggest holes that we have. And I, always, I, I, I hear everybody that's like, and even you, right? Like, you can't swap these guys out, and he's going to learn a new system, and it's going to go perfect, and blah, blah, blah. And my only retort to that is, until you find that guy that has a system that fits what Justin does. Like, even yesterday, watching yesterday, I was like, we're really dropping Justin back in five-step drops. When we know we literally don't have two starting pieces on at our centerpiece and our right side of the line. We're not moving the pocket. We're not getting out. We're not trying to do anything that may accentuate his legs in the slightest. So that and not even for him to run, so that he can create something with his legs so he can use his arm. Like I just that 
that scares me heading into next season because we were very optimistic leaving last season coming to this season. And I felt like to start the season, we took three steps back with better players. Mm -hmm. And then we got kind of back halfway through the season, back to the point that we were, where it was like, all right, this kind of the offense we saw heading into that Dallas game. This is a little bit of what we saw versus Miami when Justin was going toe-to-toe with that offense down there. All right, now I feel like I'm better again. But it took us a half a season to get back to that. Yeah, uh, well, you know, um, success isn't uh, doesn't happen overnight. It's not linear. It doesn't happen really. overnight. It's, and, and, and I think throughout the year, uh, one of the things that you would uh, uh, say a lot is, Wow, Lance, you are very positive. Like you, you, you see something. You, you, you know what I mean? You see something. And and but 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 now to to yes to my point is is that that I've been telling you. I was like I see them progressing. Like I this is this is what I'm seeing. This is what I'm seeing. And it took until we got on that streak yeah. before you know you. A lot of Chicago ones were like okay. All right, we okay, see a little I'm bit. Starting to, you know what I mean? But like I, I had to I had to peel through the weeds. I had to peel through all that stuff, man. Because you know, as a football guy, like I'm, I'm like, you know what? They, they're they played, they played three quarters and and eight minutes of great football. Yeah, you know what I mean. They just got to finish that that last four or two minutes. You know what I mean? Two to four minutes. And so it's it's one of those deals, man. Where I'm just, you know, I'm um if if we're trying to build a championship. We have to be honest with ourselves. You yeah. know, we have to be honest with ourselves. There are things they're going to say and do that we don't like. But at the same time, are we progressing? Are we progressing? And I know that in Chicago, we're 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 starving for a winner, you know. But that that winner is not going to happen overnight. And and if we're if we're building this with this DM, we have to trust his process. So we have to trust what this guy says. And I love you. Turn that Twitter off and hey. trust your own process, man. Don't listen to us because if, we, if you listen to us, you're gonna go get uh. Uh, Chase Claypool. You know what? You know that stuff. <laughs> I hope he wasn't watching me. <laughs> Don't watch me and take my decisions. <laughs> hey, what if that is the case? Like, he saw my video. He's like, this guy's just so impassioned. I got to go trade for Chase. Yeah, I got you it. He seems to know what he's talking about. You should be the first guy he blocked. <laughs> <laughs> I got to check Ryan Pose. Wait a minute. Ryan Pose is a Twitter? I just thought about that. I, I ain't seen Ryan Pose on no Twitter. I got to see what his burner it's a, is. It would be a burner. It would have been. You a got burner. a burner out here. It's a burner. Yeah. yeah hey, we yeah, got to we got to yeah. figure out what Ryan Pose burner is. I need everybody to to go online and figure that out because you know he was probably tweeting crazy stuff during games. Probably right, right. <laughs> I would put it past him. Hey man, this Getsy guy ain't got it. I don't know. Wait a minute, Ryan. Whoa, what is that tweet? <laughs> no, uh, the the one do, the one thing heading into next season that is going to have to be addressed and. Floos has kind of talked to uh, recently as we've gotten near the end of the season now at the end of the season that he's more on board with calling plays next season. He said he's he, it's something he enjoys doing. He's He's gotten kind of fond of it. He likes being able to be in control of the players. But a former coach of yours uh, and a former Chicago Bears player that I guarantee you would walk in this building and would not be sitting there talking about uh, we just got to do the best we can and focus on us first, the Packers, because of how he grew up and who was coaching him. Uh, Chico Ron Rivera got fired today. Riverboat Ron. Mm-hmm. No longer with the Commanders, finished out not not pretty with the Commanders. It was, it was not a good uh, stint for him with the Commanders. Could he be somebody that you would want to see 
with this Chicago Bears team next season calling a defense? And can you speak to the experience, what it was like with him? Because I feel like Fluce is more of a kind of like, we're just going to we're gonna rush our four. We're going to let guys come to us very much how you said Lovey was, where Chico with you was very like, no, we're going to kill this quarterback on the other side. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Chico, you see, was uh, you had – Lovey, who was more conservative, you had Chico, who was more aggressive, you know, and um, um, you get a combination of the two, you know, that I think you you get it, you had a, you have a perfect mix. But, uh, but yeah, you know, when people ask, hey, how do you feel about a, a coordinator coming in and, and, uh, and Flus giving up those, the uh, coordinator, the uh, responsibilities? There are certain names out there that when you when you put that name up there, then it's like absolutely, like no no doubt about it, you know. And and they have one guy that's on staff and John Hoke, you know. If John Hoke gets elevated to DC, you know, no doubt he can run that. I know he was I, I he coached me, mm. you know, when I was there. Ron Rivera, he's another guy. They coach together, you know. what I mean, like bring him in, plug him in. We're we're fine. We're fine. We won't miss a beat. You know, what I mean, we won't miss a beat. We might even get better, you know, and uh, uh, and so those are one of the those are two of the few names that you throw out there that I know. Now, there are guys that have been in that system that I'm not I don't know, you know, that that Eberflus knows. But those are names that drop that pop out that 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 certainly uh, uh, ring true to uh, to us progressing defensively. What was it about Chico that you felt uh, as you were coming up and, and becoming Lance Briggs that? made your game better? It's a good question. Uh, you know, at that time, uh, <clears throat> uh, my the relationship that I had with uh, Bob Babbage, who was my, my linebacker coach, it was like, it was it was a day-to-day head-butting grind. You know, he was very by the book, and I was anything but by the book, you know. Uh, and so it was one of those deals where, you know, it was, it was you know, Bob, Bob would check my socks in, in, in warm-ups to see if I got my ankles taped, you know, and if my ankles weren't taped, he's going to report me. You know, one of those days was like, oh, you don't have your ankles taped. I'm reporting you, you know, and so, like, it, when it, it was kept, a snitch. Man, it was, bro, I'm telling you, we, went, we played it. Now, 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 keep in mind, like, I, I learned a whole lot from, from Bob about, you know, right. the, uh, being a, a uh, student of the game and, and, um, um, uh, my fundamentals, like, but fundamentally, I, you know, I, I became much, I became a greater linebacker because of him. But, uh, but there were times where, you know, he would get pissed off because I would tell him that, you know, you know, listen, you didn't play football. They, this, you can't do this. What you're telling me to do, you're asking me to do, you know. And so, Ron, being a guy that has played before, you know, that says a history, you know, he's one of those deals where he would see me and and Bob going at it. And he would just take me kind of to the side and say, hey, listen, Lance, it was like, listen, I know that what what we're asking you to do is is tough. Like it's 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 almost impossible. But if you can do this, you can shut this whole play down. And it was going from fire to all right. You know what? I'm going to make it happen. You know what I mean? Like it was one of those deals. And that was to me, that was the magic of Ron. You know, at that time when, you know, I was a second year player, second, third year player in the league, you know, and 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 it was that reasoning where I was like, man, all right, coach, I got you. 
was yeah. like, you know what? It, 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 is, it is tough. It's almost impossible. But I can make it happen. You know, and so uh, you know that was that was one of the the experiences that I had with Ron that 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 sticks sticks out in my mind. In your mind, would he would he continue the development of what we've seen here as the Chicago Bears defense has grown throughout this season? Would would he add to it? Would he would his oh, yeah. style of play calling be beneficial listen, for this team? Listen, I have you know I've got plenty of stories, but Ron, you know what I mean, and and uh, it was. We had a lot of fun together. We, I really enjoyed playing for him. And uh, one one moment, actually, but and and, this, and the defense they have right now will progress. But there was one moment that I am going to tell you right now that uh, we were uh, in walkthroughs. We were in walkthroughs, okay? Maybe it was like a Saturday or whatever walkthrough. Uh, and uh, some of us older guys were playing around a little bit, all right? Um, Erlacher. Yeah. All right, I'm gonna put his name out there, Erlacher. So me and Erlacher played around, right? And Ron, he he'd already told us he was like, "Hey, cut it out." All right. So then he turns around, right, and looks. He looks at me. He looks at Erlacher, and he says, "Bring, cut that crap out." Right? I was like, "You didn't see? Oh, you didn't see the? Oh, okay. It's got it's just it's just me, huh? Oh, okay. All right, I get it." <laughs> It was a business decision. Yeah, it was a business decision. Yeah, I, you know, and when he did it, I understood. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the I'm the fall guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't you can't make Erlacher mad in that one. You gotta you make him uh, mad. Nobody's gonna get nothing done in that. Yeah, uh, it was funny, man. It was funny. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even imagine. Some of the things that had to be flying around that locker room with you, Erlacher, and Chico all in the same locker room. Together. And it was fun. It was fun. It was the funnest part was that um, you know the we, we were able to to create our own identity in that locker room, but we took care of business. You know, there was you know if there was a if there was any question of anything that was going on in preparation, you know, we were sharp in our answers. We were sharp in our answers, and we were on point in practice. So. You know, it was a lot of trust that was built. It's going to be I, – I would love it from the standpoint of a lot of the things you just said, right? Like, I feel like it raises the standard. Flus talked yesterday, and he was like, we've got our standards set. We've got the floor built here. And I'm sitting around looking like, after the game we just saw? So how far below the standard were you? Right? Oh, how, oh, how, oh, yeah. how far down? Like, where's the standard? How far yeah. below that were you today? And I think that Chico – Boost that step. I think it's hey, listen. Yeah, y'all play with me if y'all want to. We're not gonna do this. We're not gonna deviate. We're going to be precise. We're gonna be on point. And, and I think that even with the aggression, it speaks to what a lot of the defensive players were asking for yeah. early in the season when they were like, "Listen, we can't get pressure on the quarterback. Send me." Yeah, yeah. Listen, I've been in the I've been in a room with Ron and um, where we said, "Hey, listen, uh, in order for us to win, we have to score." 18 points. No, we, or we have to hold our opponent to 18 points. Yeah. And I've been, you know, moved to the next week. Hey, fellas, listen, in order for us to win, we got to hold our opponent to 17 points. It was crazy. It's like we 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 held our team, we held our opponent to 18 points. Then the next week, it's like, we got to, listen, this is what we have to do. We got to hold them to 17 points to win. All right. And of course, that week, we hold them 17 points, we lose again. <laughs> and this is how crazy it is, right? He goes, uh, he goes, listen. I know this is a tough task. 
And he was like, but this is what we are. This is where we are. This is what we have to do. All right. If we want to win, we've got to hold our opponents to 13 points. Right. <laughs> you know, we kind of looked around. We were like, well, that's what we got to do. That's what we got to do. You know what I mean? <laughs> but that's, when you talk about standard, you know what I mean? That was that was apparent back then. Was, 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 was there a week where he was just like, listen, if we want to win, they can't score. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, it was. It, it, it's that's always that's that's always the base principle, right? Know? It's always the base principle, you know. Is if they don't score, they can't win. Yeah. You know? So, it, it, <laughs> and then slowly, slowly, y'all started going the other direction. All right, if we want to win, I need fourteen <laughs> points out of y'all. We got to score. <laughs> yeah. No, it was literally. It was. It was. Listen, um, if you guys, if somebody takes the ball away. We have to get in the end zone. We can't. We can't fall at the ten. You can't get close to the end zone. You know, we have to get into the end zone. Do whatever you have to do to get in. Yeah, that's. that's <laughs> it's, it's sad to say that that's just that's my whole childhood. That's all I remember. Just like I didn't even. I didn't think teams had offenses that went out there and scored all the time. I just was like, oh, everybody puts up like all right. 18 points, and then they defense scores two touchdowns, and you get a Devin Hester punt return, right? That's how, that's how the whole that's NFL how works. Yeah, that's great, <laughs> great recipe right there. <laughs> oh, God. Well, Lance, I'll tell you what. With this season coming to a close, I want to thank you for being a part of the pod. The pod's not ending. We're still here Monday through Friday. We're going to be here, but it's been a heck of a first season for us, yeah. and I think that uh, it's it's been so much fun. The ups, the downs, the disagreements, yeah. the agreements, and at the end of the day, this has been my dream come true. Never thought That's I'd awesome. be sitting here with Lance Briggs on the other side of it. And uh, even though apparently my uncle was kicking it with him for years and he just never told me. That's a, yeah. that's a whole nother thing. My, whole neighbor. Nother thing. My, my, my ex-neighbor, my ex-neighbor, man. Shout out Uncle Bill, uh, man. Shout out Uncle a, Bill. Absolutely. Bill, uh, um, listen, I had a lot of fun. You know, I wasn't um, sure how this was going to go. You know, I've been on podcasts before, but uh, but this has been a nice little ride, and, and I'm I'm glad, man. You've been been a great partner. I appreciate been a great it, partner. I really you know, appreciate looking, it. And I'm looking forward to as I'm, I, what I'm looking forward to the most is is the the the, the direction. I'm I'm looking forward to being to this hope that I have, and us seeing this them take the next step in this progression, and us being able to have you know more positive talks and less about potential and more about what is actually happening. Yeah. Um, I, ju I just want to be able to talk about uh, my football team glowing every week. Yeah. That's all I want. Yes. Oh. Yes. Is, is that too much to ask? Is that too much to ask? I, I think you, I think you deserve it. Just like every other <laughs> Chicago and shoots. Long overdue. Listen, you wore the colors, you wore the helmet. You deserve it more than I do. But I'm dying over here, so I can't imagine how you feel. <laughs> appreciate it. Hey, with all that being said, we appreciate all you guys that have listened throughout the season. Hit that like button, subscribe to the page. We'll be back tomorrow, Tuesday's episode with Courtney Cronin, breaking down more of what we saw, more of what's going to be heading for this team in the future and what she's hearing on this Chicago Bears team as a whole. As always, for Lance Briggs, I'm Pat the Designer. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. Big Bird Don. Peace. Thank you.